Uh, gotcha. Yo, I'm Chad. This is Eric. And we are... God, you sound like the dude from Basket Case. <laughs> you know, the little horror movie about the dude who lives in a basket? Oh, I thought you were going to sound like the Green Day song. <laughs> oh. No, but I've been looking for... Speaking of Green Day, I've been looking for an album, like a mashup album, like American Idiot by Dean Gray, mm. where he took, like, the entire uh, American Idiot uh, CD and, like, remixed the hell out of it. Yeah. It's amazing. So if if you listener out there can think of another incredible mashup album that like takes every single track on an album and mashes it up in a cool way, let me know. Jumpman. Mm. Facebook.com slash jumpman podcast. So, Eric. Yeah. Um I watched a film last night. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you about it. Uh, okay. I went and watch I wanted to go watch this film knowing that it was gonna suck ass. How did you know that? Because, so, uh, from the very beginning, from the first trailer that I saw from this movie, I was like, oh, it doesn't look good. Then mm. the reviews start coming in, and the reviews we talked about. We talked about, we talked about Ghostbusters last week, Chad. Now! <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, okay? Uh-huh. But I'm, I'm here to tell you about the killing joke. So, Batman colon the killing joke. Uh, have you read? Movie. Yeah, animated movie. Have you read the original uh, one-shot comic? Of course. Okay, it's it's basically the one of the most, maybe the most famous Batman comic ever. Uh, which yeah, because whole... I mean, I read it as a kid, so I was shocked. I was like, oh shit! Like I was kind of like, I shouldn't be reading this, but I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 one of those things where Alan Moore, you know, creative watchman. Uh, does like a one shot where he's like, eh, I'm just gonna like mess around with some characters. Is that cool, DC editor at the time? And there he said, Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. All right, awesome. And so the the basic premise of the Killing Joke, if you don't know, is it's it's a Joker origin story, mm-hmm. right? And so throughout the film, and it's just about Batman and Joker, nobody else really is. Yeah. Uh, Joker is trying to in the present day, Joker kidnaps Commissioner Gordon and uh, shoots Batgirl. And does a bunch of crazy stuff to prove that anyone can go crazy just like him if they have just one really bad day. That's that's the premise of the film. That's the whole right. point. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> it's just Batman and the Joker talking about their relationship, talking about how like ones you know like they're kind of like the opposites of each other. It was the first time way before Spider Man and Green Goblin kind of ripped off that concept, where it was like you know one of us is going to kill each other. It's like a line straight out of there. Anyways, it's a great comic. Don't watch this film. Go read that comic. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were all surprised a few years ago when The Killing Joke got finally like announced. I think it was at like San Diego Comic-Con as a feature film. And it's going to hit theaters. And it's in theaters right now. Yeah. So, so um, I'm, I'm flipping through my notes. I, I I put my notes on my phone so I wouldn't have to like open up Chrome and slow everything down on my computer. So uh, I've seen the movie and I'm going to spoil the shit out of it because I didn't care for it, and I don't think you should either. So the first thing I noticed in the trailers, yeah, you know what? Fuck that. I'm just going to tell you what I liked about the movie. Here we go. Pros okay. pros first. Great yeah. job by most of the voice actors. Mm-hmm. This is the the reunion of uh, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. You know, the classic 90s Batman the Animated Series, Batman and the Joker. Well, and didn't they bring back the same Batgirl voice from the 90s, too? Oh, they might have. 
I'm pretty sure she <laughs> give credit where it's due, Chad. She I, was in the she was in ninety show also. You know what? Uh, yes, she was. <laughs> yeah. um, Isn't uh, it, is it Tara Strong or? Uh, yes, it was actually. Yeah. Well, she wasn't in. She wasn't Batgirl in the nineties. The, the first run, she was in like the New Adventures of Batman. The second run. Ah, well, there you go. One more reason not to really give a crap. So, anyway, the voice actors did a pretty good job. I would say that is the shining moment of this of this film. That is the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the high on the hill. Like, hey, wow, they did a good job on their voice acting. Cool. Right. Decent action sequences, but really nothing special. That's where my pros list ends, Eric. That's the voice acting. So, mm. let me tell you about this movie. Um, uh, the, the what I did like about it, I got, I got cons. Then I'm going to tell you about it, and then I'm going to go straight into deal breakers. So these are the things that I thought were like, ah, it could be improved. I mean, let me be a little critical. So uh, the okay. art style, and I, I noticed in the, in the trailers too, is the art style doesn't really live up to the comic. And I don't know if that's like budget constraints or if they're trying to make it look like an old episode of like Batman the Animated Series, which it does. But it didn't feel like as gritty as it should be because, you know, this is like a psychological tale where there's not a lot of action and there's like a ton of like talking points and, you know, there's the comic felt grittier. And this okay. one is I, I want to say it it just didn't live up visually to, you know, and, and, I don't, and, you know, maybe somebody could watch this movie and be like, oh, that was awesome. I have no idea about the comic, but that was really cool. And that's great. But I'm totally jaded. And I've totally been in love with the comic for a long time. Um, let's see. Some more, some more things I felt could have been improved. There's so many monologues in this movie, Eric. Tons. Yeah. Tons of monologues, especially towards the end. I feel like the last 20 minutes is just the Joker talking. And mm. just kind of like standing around. Tons of monologues, which is great for like on the on you know like the printed word that's totally fine mm-hmm. in the comic book but in the movie it's like man if you're just gonna like yammer on like we, we we've been making fun of that since like the incredibles you know like 15 years ago mm-hmm. not much happens in this movie like not much at all nothing happens mm-hmm. like literally nothing and there's some things thrown in like you know it's kind of like the whole like superman fights a polar bear bit where there's like a few characters thrown in for batman to kind of have a fight with every once yeah. in a while but it's kind of really just tacked on for that uh hmm. there's a lot of flashbacks in the movie like just like in the comic there's a ton of flashbacks where we're going from present day where batman is tracking down the joker uh who has kidnapped commissioner gordon to uh in the past where we see how the joker first had his really terrible bad day it's kind of like Alexander and the no good, horrible, terrible, bad day, except Alexander becomes a Joker. Mm-hmm. But there's no there's no prompting for the flashbacks at all. You know, they just like happen. You know, they just come off in really odd places, which huh. works in the comics because it kind of feels like, all right, that was like an issue. I'm reading like a volume of a comic and that was like an issue. And now I'm reading like another issue. That's fine. I, I accept that. Yeah. But in the film, it's not really motivated. So... Like, um, have you ever seen the Batman film uh, Mask of the Phantasm? Yeah, of course. Excellent film. Much better film than this one. Uh, in the in the film, it's a detective story where Batman is trying to figure out who the hell the Phantasm is, where the Phantasm is going to strike next, and every once in a while, he'll catch some kind of glimpse or clue or some kind of event that will trigger a flashback. Right. You know, into his own past, and it's totally motivated and draws you into the story. This one is just like a scene happens, and now we're in a flashback, totally unrelated, and now we're back in the present to see another scene, 
totally unrelated and we're just going like back and forth throughout the whole thing so it has like this kind of weird kind of plotting pace to it another kind of weird thing that was like there's a ton of brutal violence in this one i mean you know it's spoiler not spoiler batgirl gets shot in the in like the in her like midsection and she's like bleeding out on her apartment floor and her spine has been shattered and she's paralyzed from the waist down and it's brutal uh which they Mm -hmm. totally got right uh but for some reason they pulled all their curse words out of the movie there's no like yeah yeah, there's a few times where somebody's like where somebody's like f that or i'm so effing mad Mm. But come on, guys, like, if you're, like, beating the hell out of Circus Freaks one scene, but then you can't really have any curse words, I mean, in some ways, that's so, so like, I don't know, like, a, a traditional hypocritical American thing. But it just fell mm. out of place. Like, dude, Batgirl just got, like, really hardcore messed up, but we yeah. can't have, like, an F-bomb drop? I mean, like, I was I was at the gym the other day looking in at where they toss, like, like, all the gym rats toss their kids into, like, one room, and they have, like, a constantly, like, a TV going in yeah. amongst the toys. And they were showing Justice League Doom. And I was like, oh, man, this is the one where uh, Green Lantern calls Batman a douchebag. Mm, so you sat down and watched it. <laughs> For a second, I was, like, I was like, how many F-bombs are dropped in this movie? There's at least a couple S-bombs. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Usually they play, like, something safe, like Thomas and Friends. <laughs> Not yeah. this Thomas day. got delayed, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, there's there's like the last thing I will say in my con section is there's like insane dwarves that like torment ter- Commissioner Gordon, like real people that are in yeah. real costumes that like tie him up and they're like poking at him and making him feel funny. Uh, I remember in the comic he was stripped naked. Yeah, he stripped naked, put on a carnival ride. There's so many things that are totally faithful to yeah. to the comic, but in the film they just kind of like feel weird. Because well, maybe maybe this was a graphic novel that just shouldn't have become a cartoon. Maybe it's just too weird to be a cartoon, or just too eerie. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> kind of that's kind of where I'm going. It felt a lot like like thinking about it afterwards. It felt a lot like uh, Watchmen. Zack Snyder's mm-hmm. Watchmen, where it was some scenes were so painstakingly, faithfully recreated, but they just fall flat for whatever reason. You know, like maybe it just wasn't meant to be made. Maybe you could have made a great kick-ass five-minute short, you know, but instead, so, like when it gets like about over an hour, you're like, God, when is this thing going to wrap itself up? Because for me, every animated cartoon episode movie whatever that the batman and the joker have been in has been awesome yeah every time they go back and forth i love it so you're saying in this one when batman and joker are together it's not cool batman and the joker only share the screen together for about like two minutes the rest really the rest of the time is Batman trying to get to the Joker. Like, the whole movie is, where's the Joker? He's got Commissioner Gordon. It's all about, like, the Joker tormenting Gordon. And then finally... But when they finally get together in the end, it's great. It's magic. You know, it's, Uh like, awesome. It's a great climax. And actually, that's one of the best parts of the movie is when uh, Batman finally confronts the Joker and Joker's like, okay, beat the shit out of me and feel good about yourself. I think he, yeah. he he says something pretty close to that. And Batman's like, don't you see? We're just going to kill each other. And they actually get, like, really real for a second. And it's one of the coolest 
things I've seen in a DC film or a Batman film is like Batman and the Joker are like stepping out of the roles for a second, mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of the point of the point of the whole movie, kind of the point of the whole comic. But that's like a moment, a moment in like an hour plus long movie. So uh, it's, it's kind of bad. I know. Maybe that's something they, sh- they should have changed. They should have had them butt heads a couple times during throughout the movie to lead up to the big the big match at the end or something. See, and that just goes back to uh, me, me talking about Watchmen, where it's like they basically follow the comic from beginning mm-hmm. to end, you know, for better or for worse, you know, and, and in my opinion, yeah. it, was, it was for worse. So Now, see, for me, mm-hmm. I know this was a bad, uh, people use this as a negative. They said, oh, there's a half hour of Batgirl tacked onto the beginning. Yes. For me, I was actually excited about that because I was like, you know, if you really count up all the Batgirl appearances, she barely ever gets any solo time. And I was like, oh, I'm uh, kind of looking forward to a half hour, even though it's not in the comic. I'm kind of looking forward to half an hour of Batgirl just doing her thing before the the real part of the movie starts. I was like, oh, that might be actually kind of cool just to see her kicking ass. See, here's the thing. I would, I would totally be on board, but that, but then, like, I'm, I'm crossing over into my that, into my deal breakers. That was a deal breaker for me. The first thirty minutes is not good. The, the Batgirl. Why is it not good? Well, the Batgirl, and I'm just gonna spoil the shit out of it. So, the Batgirl episode leading up to it sucks. Mm-hmm. It's like, it would be like a normal episode of like a Batgirl TV show, but yeah. she's terrible. She's 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 not good. She's awful. Wow, she she, she makes she do this terrible. Oh, she makes a lot of really bad decisions. So so all right. So uh, <clears throat> not even within the context of the film, but let's just take it like as like a half an hour episode, right? Yeah. Uh, because in the context of the film, it makes no sense at all to have like a side character, like a plot device that she mm-hmm. she's really just around to get shot. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to give her some kind of like character arc for the first thirty minutes, introducing new villains. Like she goes after like this uh, like nephew of a drug kingpin, who like is constantly hitting on her, and she's constantly falling for whatever dumbass trap that he's setting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just she just makes herself look bad, and Batman's like, "Yo, you're getting in too deep. He's manipulating you." She's like, "Shut the fuck up, Batman," and she just won't listen. And so it's mm. kind of it's kind of like one of the worst episodes of Korra, where you're like, "God, Korra, you're so dumb. Why are uh. you so dumb?" Like the whole the whole time, it's like, "God, she's just wandering into it." And every time Batman is like, "Yo, here's a little sage advice. Uh, I'm just gonna step in because he's like targeting you, and he, you know, like he's like, mo- you know, he's like he's messing with your head. You're in too deep." She's like, "Shut the fuck up, Batman. I got this. Let me make my oh fuck, I totally fucked up everything." Oh, see, I was kind of hoping it would show that she's coming into her own as a hero and have her kind of like, you know, kind of almost like a half smile when she dives off the roof, kind of like, you know, I kind of live for this shit. To have it then taken away from her later in the episode to really make you feel it, like, fuck, you know, like this sucks for her. So that doesn't happen? No, instead it's about like she fucks up so badly that she almost gets Batman and herself killed. They barely just make it out, and then when she's... Then she she beats the shit out of the villain in the end, and she's like, "Oh fuck, what have I become?" One of those kind of moments, oh, and she retires. She gives up being Batgirl, and all of a sudden, it's two years later. Really? Yep. They do a time jump where she's hasn't been Batgirl for two, I believe, for for two years, and we're like, "Well, why the fuck did we do, like do all of that 
just to lead up to a story that has nothing to do with Batgirl. And this is like, you know, everybody's been complaining about this. This is like, you know, it's it's huh. all on the internet. It just doesn't make any sense that we can have like a shitty Batgirl episode where she totally screws up and retires. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. And, and everybody's been talking about this too. She totally fucks Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's a big <laughs> serving of Batcock. But I mean, which is awesome, and it's a moment where she's like, she's like, "Shut the fuck up, Batman! I'm better than you." Ba boom! Off comes the shirt. Are we doing this? He's uh, like, oh, <laughs> look how easy it is to manipulate you. Oh shit! Uh, utility belt doesn't have a bad condom in it. Sorry, baby. <laughs> it was just so weird because the villain is the the villain of the first thirty minutes is like constantly like macking on her. At one point, mm-hmm. he like dresses up a prostitute to look like her. You know, mm. and like it's all about like him sexualizing her and like taking her power away from her. Mm, and weird. then she fucks Batman, and then she's like, "Fuck, that was a big mistake." Uh, and I guess that's motivation for her to like beat the shit out of this guy. But like Batman, it, it just makes everybody look bad because like, all right, Batman, you're getting macked on by the daughter of like your best friend slash part like like your ultimate partner in the fight against criminals. Jim whatever Gordon, she, you, don't want, you don't want to fuck up that relationship, man. Nah, she's hot, who cares? He doesn't, he doesn't know who he is. <laughs> I'm sure he knows. He's Batman. Oh, no, but you, no, you're I'm right. Jim Gordon, Gordon doesn't know that Batman's banging his daughter, so who cares? Anyway, it's weird. Well, it, it's weird to me that it's, it's two, play, two years later she retires, because then it's like, for me, I was always like, as a kid, when I read this, I wasn't like, oh, shit, that sucks. She's paralyzed. I was like, oh, shit, that sucks. She can't be Batgirl anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like for two years later, like, I mean, that sucks. She's paralyzed. But for, for me, it would have been it would have been more severe if she used like, I love patrolling. This is awesome. I have all these plans. You know what? I, I graduate in college, but I think I'm going to give this superhero thing a try. And bam, paralyzed. Ah, oh, shit. What do I do now? And that's and that's uh, I read up on it. And so they may have just followed what DC was doing at the time a little too closely because Bat- DC was phasing out Batgirl. You know mm-hmm. how it goes, like, when your comic doesn't sell well, you know, yeah. bad things happen. So they were already kind of phasing her out. The- Alan Moore asked the editor, he's like, hey, can I paralyze Batgirl? And, like, there's quotes everywhere. And he said the editor literally said, okay, cripple the bitch. <laughs> yeah, brutal. So, so uh, they phased out Batgirl internally. They made her retire in the comics, and yeah. then this happened to her. So, yeah, no, I when I read it too, I was like, "Oh shit!" He accidentally just took out Batgirl. Like when Joker shoots her, it's like he just did himself the best favor possible mm-hmm. and doesn't even know it. But no, and right, that's what I thought. And this whole two years later thing, that does kind of sound stupid. Yep, it's dumb, and so it builds up Batgirl as terrible, and she retires within thirty minutes, and then uh-huh. I don't know what. That does sound kind of stupid. It's weird. And then, oh, and so, finally, final deal, deal breaker. So, Jim Gordon's getting tormented. We don't really see what he gets tormented with. We, we see, like, the photos of uh, Barbara. Yeah. Which, we, we, which, you know, they kept it ambiguous. You know, like, did the Joker sexually take advantage of her? We don't know. They kept See, I never, I never thought that. I never thought that in the comic. I just thought he just made terrible pictures of her to piss off Gordon. Yeah, and it's it's pretty much. I I didn't look up the like, but I think it's pretty much shot for shot where you don't really see much of anything, but it's just like here's a leg there and an arm there when he's like I mean, going through the funhouse. Joker's really not going to do a paralyzed chick that's all bleeding all over the place. I mean, like, 
I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> like, I never thought that reading the comic. I was just like, ah, oh, shit. Look at these just yeah. tormenting Gordon or whatever. But I'm well, you know what? It. At least, at least Batman, when he found out she was paralyzed, he's like, I'm so glad I hit that before it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't stop Dick Grayson from doing it later. Just saying. That'd have been the same. Um, let's see. Well, let's yeah. switch to some good shit. We've spent wait, wait, wait. I, I will finally say. The the final nail in the coffin is in the middle of the whole Jim Gordon is going is going crazy, Joker's mm. tormenting him. There's a musical number. Hmm. There's a musical number where the Joker sings. Now, not like the funny one from Batman Beyond. Nope. Uh. Nope. And it just kills any momentum they had going on in the creep the creep factor. You're like, and he's singing, and we can't take anything seriously. Anyway, don't go see this movie. It's awful. Go read the comic. It's amazing. You, you ain't never had a foe like me, dude. Ugh, it's bad. All right, so let, did we talk about Stranger Things last week? Because I feel like it got glossed over by all our Comic Con stuff. I feel like we did, but I, <laughs> I still haven't seen it yet. But everybody's oh. talking about it. Watch the shit out of Stranger Things on Netflix. It's so fucking good. Yay. Like, I mean, the log line is basically good enough. It's just saying, like, it's set in the 80s. But the guy, the Duffer brothers who made it, yeah, yeah, I feel like I did fucking talk about this. I'm going to talk about it again anyways. Yeah. Real quick, though. They made it to feel like like an 80s property. Like, if like you're, like, surfing a movie channel at 2 o'clock in the morning and it's like, Oh shit! What's the Stranger Things? And you just go and it was like made in the '80s. Mm-hmm. That's what this feels like. Cool. And like the main characters are like the kids from the Goonies, except a little more serious, a little more nerdy, and uh, and they're cool and funny. But wow. there's a supernatural element, and there's like a fucking monster that eats people. Awesome. So like this shit is cool, dude. Like it is cool from the get go. It's only eight episodes. I tried to make that last over five days. Because <laughs> it was like so fucking good. Everyone I've talked to gave it a try and was like, we love it. Mm. So, Stranger Things, it has got to do it. I mean, like, to this point where I'm, you know, you're like, oh, well, you're overhyping it. Now I'm going to expect it to be amazing. No, just fucking watch it and like it. It's good, man. Mm. It is good. And it's like, it's rare. I mean, I watch a lot of television. I love television, but it's rare these days for a television. Television show just fucking grip you from the start, you know, like right by the balls, mm. you know, like, you know, there's, you know, like Game of Thrones, you know, Orange is the New Black, you know, there's some good television where it's like the second you watch it, like, oh, this is gonna be fucking good. Like Stranger Things, I was like, oh, dudes. And like, it was creepy enough to get like the hair stand up on the back of my neck as I was watching it. And I was like, oh, I like it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So Stranger Things, Netflix, dudes. I mean, I don't know if they can make it. I mean, they can make a sequel. I don't know if they will. I don't know if they'll just leave it perfect like this or if they'll do another season or something. But I, I heard a second season's coming. I mean, you probably have to because it was just so good and just came. I, and I think what helped is it just came out of nowhere. Like a month before, I read an article about it and, it was, and the whole article was like, we know the writer's back. Yeah. She's in this 80s fucking thing. And I was like, and it's scary. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll see what it is. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, see what happens mm-hmm. but yeah so it's fucking good stranger things don't be the last one to see it awesome i probably will <laughs> sorry <laughs> fucking do it so um i got some thunderdomes yeah me too so uh when we were at our parents house i didn't mention this but i watched the movie riddick <laughs> oh yeah yeah the fucking dog right yeah, the fucking the story of Riddick and his puppy. 
What's worse, the first half hour of the Batman movie starring shitty Batgirl, or the first half hour of Riddick and his fucking puppy adventures? I don't know. I actually, there were, there were so many commercials that I kind of skipped most of the. Uh, I, I I started like more like halfway through. Oh, so you didn't get to the part where the my doggy wherever he goes, I go my doggy and me. I saw a bit of that. I I like that they introduced the monsters early on, so that's like they didn't do any explaining towards the end, which is great. That sucked. Yeah, it, I mean, it, let's let's call it what it is. Like the, when he when Riddick is competing against the mercenaries, that's awesome. Yeah. The whole monster element was just like, like trying to recapture Pitch Black and failing. I didn't mind it. I just Ew. thought it. I just thought it was like. Um, it was just so weird. There was this moment, and maybe, maybe let me take you back. So, so he's uh, he's stuck in the monsters, fighting, fighting them off, and he's got like the guy who like wants to kill him, doesn't want to kill him, with him, mm-hmm. and they have like these two parts of the spaceships, so they can fly out of there. And Riddick gets like hit hard by one of the monsters, and the dude's like, "See ya," yeah. and leaves him there to die. Mm-hmm. But then comes back later with the spaceship. And like annihilates all the monsters. Yeah. And his goal, because because Riddick's body is worth uh, like twice as much dead than alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he could take him in, right, and like get the money. He could kill him, take him in, get twice the money. Instead, he gives him his own spaceship, and he's like, "Thanks for killing my son, jackass." Well, and gets out of there. I guess he just appreciated the truth from him or something. I don't know. It was weird. I was like, that was the one thing. I was like, all right, all right. I understand. You're not going to kill Katie Sackhoff. All right, that's fine. Oh, oh, you didn't get to see the good version. I saw it in the movie theater. I saw some Starbucks titties. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. No, they, they were starting to do the, uh, the uh, she's, she's getting sexually molested and then something bad happens bit, mm-hmm. and then they cut to a commercial. <laughs> oh, no, see, that part... She ends up just, like, fucking destroying that guy. Yeah. We just see her tits in the shower when Riddick's peeping on her. Yay. No, I didn't get to see, like, the retribution for that. It was just, like, shit, he's on top of her, and now we're doing, like, a commercial about, like, napkins. No, like, they cut back to, like, a big scene, and it's like, is there a problem? And, like, they cut to the guy, and he's all, like, beat up. He's like, no. Ugh. So, but anyways, yeah, I mean, Riddick, it was just, it was fun to at least see some more Riddick, but, I mean, you know. Yeah, it wasn't very good. I mean, he financed it himself, in hopes that it would be popular and do another one or something. But I think he. I mean, it was a straight up, straight to TV movie, except that he paid for like some awesome actors to be in it. Yeah. So you know. Well, anyways, his trailer for the new Triple X movies out. Go see that. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> new Triple X. Yeah. What's the, what was the name of that one? Xander Cage or something. Xander Cage. Or? Yep. Welcome to the Xander Zone. Yeah, I'm fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, there was even a sequel without him in it. Yeah, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, that's man. That's because Sam Jackson carried it. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like Jason Bourne. It's like I'm back. You thought I wasn't Jason Bourne anymore, but now I am again. Yeah. Hey, so the new Harry Potter book launched. Yes. Have you read it? No, because I, I I wanted to wait because it's like the uh, the screenplay the, or the script from the play or whatever. Yes, it just came out, so it's not like in book form. It's in you know. So I like I open it for a second. It's you know it shows. It's like writing a script. It says Harry, you know, colon, you know, two tabs over, 
Draco, put the fucking wand down. You know, next sentence. Draco, semicolon, tab over twice. Yeah. And I was like, do I want to read a whole book of a uh, script? So, if it's, uh, so I wasn't sure. I was like, you know, I'm just curious to hear about their continuing adventures and stuff. But I just wasn't sure if I was going to like it. It just seems like she put so much time and effort into those seven books. And everything afterwards has been like, oh, I am just too fucking tired to do the real thing. So let me do a little this, a yeah. little that. Well, she, so, she, did, she actually didn't write the script. It was written by two two guys, and she kind of gave her her thumbs up. She said, "Yeah, they they kind of took it in places where I, I was kind of like thinking about already." So, right. So she's too tired. So, and and I'm not bashing her for that. Jeez, you wrote the fucking awesome series. But so I, I've been waiting, unless I hear otherwise. I've been waiting to hear other people being like, "Oh, it's so good," mm. before I buy it, just because I was like, ah, "I don't really want to just read the screenplay," and so so. Uh, I've actually read Act One. Okay. Um, it's it's strange. It's it's weird because you know it's like it's a script. They say it's a rehearsal script. You know because of course things change in rehearsal. Yeah. But um, it's weird. It's like <laughs> I don't know. It it feels like I, I've read so much Harry Potter fan fiction that it almost feels like fan fiction mm. because it takes place uh, twenty two years in the future. Right. So at the end of Harry Potter, he kills Voldemort, and now time skip twenty two years in the future. He's sending his kids to Hogwarts. Well, didn't the end of the movie skip nineteen years? So this is three years after that scene in the movie, or correct? Okay, all right. So, so his his oldest two kids have been in Hogwarts, and now he's sending his youngest kid, Albus, right. off to Hogwarts for the first time. And the whole the whole first act goes between like. Harry and Ron and Hermione having like adult troubles okay. to uh, Albus and his new best buddy getting into like like Hogwarts mischief. Okay. And uh, I don't know. It's like in terms of like the story, it's like all right. Well, it's you're you're setting it up like a play. It's hard to really like. I mean, I'm imagining it. It's it's fun to like imagine what's happening. See, I'm know? a fan of Hogwarts mischief. Yeah. I mean, but, th- there's there's not a lot to Act One, so I'm hoping for more in Act Two. Like you know, like not not that much happens. They set everything up where they're gonna go, but you know, I've yet to read like what I assume is Act Two and Act Three. But I will tell you, and I'll just drop a couple little nuggets to whet your appetite, as you often do to me. Mm-hmm. So um, they touch on things that people have been like talking about in the Harry Potter universe for a long fucking time, which is great, okay. great. Number number one, they drop it right off the bat. Harry's time- gay. <laughs> Sorry. No, time turners. Oh, yeah. We always wondered how they couldn't have just yep. eat everything. Yeah, okay. Yep. So right right off the bat, Harry Harry finds a time turner because he's like the head of the Aurors now. Mm-hmm. They find a, a, like a super strong time turner, and they're like, what the fuck? These were all supposed to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And now people are questioning about time turners, and he's lying to everybody. He's like, "No, they don't exist." Fuck, I gotta hide this. Uh, so time turners are gonna be uh, like a big part of it. Um, and then number two, uh, Cedric Diggory, yeah, or Cedric, one of those Cedric. two. So yeah. he's the he's the kid. He was like the the Huffle, Hufflepuffs champion. He was gonna be like uh, he was gonna be the winner of the uh, the Triwizard Tournament and the Goblet yeah. of Fire. But then he had to fucking go to Twilight. Yeah. So in the, in the end, him and Harry, who like fight off fight off the baddies and win the Triwizard Tournament, they decide to like grab the cup together. In the end, they're like, "Look, we both won, but 
and they didn't know it was a port key and it whisks them off to where Voldemort and his cronies are waiting and they kill off Cedric. Yeah. And you know, it's a big like it's a big plot point for the rest of the books, but everybody's it was like everybody's sad about uh, Cedric. So mm-hmm. they touch on Cedric. Yeah. And it's a big plot point. Does that's he come a, back as a vampire? That's all I'm going to say. A glittery vampire. I haven't gotten to anything juicy, but uh-huh. just the fact that he is a major plot point and time turners, uh, those two things, like people have just been like salivating, just talk about like the hypocrisy of time turners and how the fuck Dumbledore couldn't you have like turned back time and saved Harry's parents from dying, but you'll fucking save Buckbeak in movie three. Just saying. Okay. It's true. So, so those things are very, very interesting. Uh, Harry's, Harry's just like, here. I'm going to use this thing to have a fucking side piece. <laughs> and Hermione's not looking. <laughs> Take that. They did that in one of the Prince of Persia games. That was the best. Where the, in the Prince of Persia Sands of Time, where you can turn back time at will because you, you have, like, the dagger of time. Yeah. And so you're constantly saving yourself from, like, falling down like a pit and dying. Yeah. All like the whole game, and towards towards the end of the game, you've been like rocking and rolling with the the princess. The mm-hmm. princess has been like your ally throughout the whole game, and like she's totally, you're totally, they're totally putting the moves on each other, you know. And and they have this great, awesome relationship. But to save the world, he has to like go back in time to before the dagger was stolen. Yeah. And kick Jafar's ass. So, yeah. And so he does this, but then he wipes out all his adventures with the princess. Yeah. So she doesn't even know him. So in the very end, when everything's right and nothing has been messed up, like the kingdom's still whole and demons haven't poured out of the sky and stuff, he like smooches the princess and she's like, what the fuck? I don't know you. And he's like, well, time travel. Like to, to pre-smooch. And he's like, yes, I did it. <laughs> yeah. Abuse the ass. shit out of those time turns. They'd just be like wizards with time turns would just be doing perverted shit all the time. And then like... Rewinding five seconds. Yeah. Well, I mean, but there were some rules about going back. You couldn't go back to the same thing or something. Yeah, something like it would drive you crazy, but maybe it would just drive everyone else crazy. You know, Mm -hmm. see a bunch of, like, the same person running around giggling all the time. All right, so if you're real big Harry Potter fans, let us know on Facebook if uh, I should be reading this book, including... I'll, I'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you guys next week I'll probably read the rest of it uh, tonight or tomorrow or something like that but okay. it's hard it's hard to read a screenplay when not much happens mm-hmm. but I'm just like you know like you're thinking like all right there's got to be like music and lighting and a lot of special effects that like are not here that you know we're gonna be seeing the live show I just know that the live show's coming it'll come overseas it'll come to Broadway which is you know right down the street but it'll be so fucking expensive, like everything on Broadway, that like yeah. I don't want to pay two hundred dollars a seat if I could get tickets, Hamilton, uh, to see it. Mm-hmm. So I might well, as well read the screenplay. Yeah, I guess you could always hope that the dress rehearsals, everyone gets fucking killed in it, like Spider Man, <laughs> and then we'll get like cheap practice tickets. Yeah, like ah, <laughs> oh, fucking people keep sitting on wands and going up their asses. <laughs> All right, we gotta we gotta put this in another six months of rehearsal. I gotta. I can't imagine for like a New York, for, for like an American audience, as soon as Harry Potter comes on stage, everyone's going to be like, Ooh! like it's like Full House or any of those like old sitcoms with this live audience. People will just be like, yeah, for like 10 minutes straight. And then Draco comes on. And yeah! Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Draco. 
Isn't Disney have a kid named like Scorpio or something? Yes, Scorpius. Yeah, it shouldn't be. You should be like really fucking evil kid name. No, it's that's it's, what you should be like. It's fucking great. He names his kid Scorpius, and he uh-huh. wants him to be a badass, but he's so not. It's the best. Uh-huh. That's one of the best things. He's Scorpius is just a huge nerd, and Draco's so disappointed. <laughs> so anyway, it's good in that in that fan fiction aspect. It's awesome because yeah. you're like, ha ha, this happened or this happened. That's so cool. Mm. But in in other ways, it's like, oh, it's hard to read a screenplay if and like when nothing happens in the first act. But they set everything up. They set everything up. So I gotta imagine it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Okay, can't wait. All right. Now I see. The Target is offering Oregon Trail, the card game. Really? Based on the version that we, we like. Like, right on the cover, it says, like, if there's a card, and it's like, you died of dysentery. Oh, better. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So, that seems kind of cool. I would play that. I would play that over um, some other card games. There's so many card games that are like, all right, you have to have a dedicated friend base of, like, five to ten friends with no lives, who can come over and play with you, like, once a week so you know all the rules after playing, like, four to five times in order to enjoy the game. Ah, uh, you just described the cast of Stranger Things. <laughs> no, and I love that. Uh, this is, like, a certain age where that happens. I feel like because, not not because I have kids, maybe maybe because I have kids, that, like, that age is gone. I have to wait for my kids to, like, grow up before I can, like, force them to play card games with me. By the way, there are so many dogs Dungeons and Dragons references in Stranger Things, you're going to like it. Oh, no. I, I've heard that the, 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 the best part of that show is just D&D all the time. It is pretty cool. By the way, fucking, uh, there's like a nerdcore rapper just came out with a Stranger Things rap song. Really? So good. He fucking remixed the theme song and stuff. What was his name? Megaran? Oh, shit. Um, Megaran? Yeah, it's awesome. good. Yeah, yeah, so it's on the, yeah, I saw it on the AV Club's website, but we'll definitely have to post it to Facebook. Because it's cool. It's kind of like, um, I think they described it too, like the, you know, like rapping, having a rap song during a movie and stuff. Like the first Ninja Turtle movie, when they had, it was like Digital Underground or someone, does like oh, yeah. the fucking rap and just goes to the, goes to the movie. That's what this guy does, Mega Rand does in Stranger Things. Awesome. You know? He's like, oh, bad shit's coming. So you got to grab Will. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Like the video is <laughs> just cutting through the, cutting through the, the TV show. So like, it's fucking cool. Like cool. I really liked it. Mega Ran, so. aka Random, he's awesome. He's very talented. But that's man, that's what you got to do if you're like a content creator, mm-hmm. sort of, sort of, kind of, unlike us. <laughs> you got to jump on whatever's popular, man. There's so many Pokemon Go parody videos, like hundreds of thousands. Oh, by the way, what the fuck? Like, so me and my kid who loves Pokemon Go, right? Mm-hmm. We go down the street, we hit the Pokestops, but we, we, you know, we, <laughs> we, we run down some Pokemon, fucking run down a Squirtle, beat his ass. Mm-hmm. You know, we took a Drowsies, mashed him up, leveled up to a Hypno, bam! Yeah. And we go to the we go to the gym. It's a level two gym. Okay. So you got to take out two Pokemon. Which team? We're fucking yellow, right? Fuck those guys. So we took out we took out their Jolteon and their Victory Bell. Ooh. With our Nido King and Hypno. Nice. So we win, right? So then afterwards, it's like, you win. You conquered the gym. And I was like, yeah. And there's like a check mark. Like, you did it. So you hit the check mark. It takes you out of the gym. Yeah. And I noticed that the gym is gray. So I was like, oh, fuck. You know, it's our gym now. We got we to gotta park our guys. Mm-hmm. But 
I was like, well, shit, our, you know, our guys are almost dead. So we, so we start healing them, right? Potion, potion, potion. As we heal them up, fucking some yellow guy jumps in and it turns into a yellow gym. Boo. Well, and then we fucking see this guy sitting in this red beat up car next to us. And I look at him. And he fucking drives off. Like, Asshole. So while we are healing our guys, the gym is just empty for anyone to take. Motherfucker! Yep. Like it, it should, it should hold it for like one minute to give us a chance to put our guys in, or like, or if it just it should say, "Slot your guys right now." You took the gym, but instead it kicks you out of the gym, and then and you gotta go back in and put your dudes in. So you you thought you had to heal your guys, though? I don't think you do. I mean, because my every time you battle in the gym, like afterwards, your dudes' hit points are way down. Yeah, but if you like, but but I don't think that matter. I don't think you have to like heal your dudes to put them in the gym, though. So they just go in full strength no matter what. Yep. Because that because if they sit in your Pokédex, they're they're fucking fainted. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you could just slot them in there. Shit. So the fucking yellow someone took it over again. I was like, you serious? Yeah, that's that's the thing. You serious, man? At, at San Diego Comic Con, they were you know interviewing the uh, the dev team, and he said like, and they asked him about it. He's like, okay, guys, you just gotta you know. Like he basically just said, like like players need to be like better to each other about that. Don't do it, guys. Come on. I see. I was so new to it. This is our first big gym battle, right? You know, uh, we got beat the first time, and then we went back in there and fucking strategized. We're like, all right, this this electric Pokemon didn't work, so we got to fucking put in this guy and stuff. And then mm-hmm. then we fucking win, and then some other dude parks in there, and I was like, come on, man. Yep fuck like I, it still said we won so we've got that credit i guess to our names or something but yeah bullshit Gym, gyms are cool because you can fight but it it's not really worth your time in terms of like gaining xp and stuff it's kind of like a time suck Nah, it's just fun i just want a guy to show up at the top of the pedestal on people's maps yeah with, I know. Like, with like two middle fingers up and bam that's what we fucking told our meowth to do <laughs> no, I'm sad. I'm sad you didn't get that moment because I I I've been on the other side where I came up to a gym and I was like, oh, there's only one dude here. I could put my guy in, and there's nobody around because one one mm-hmm. guy you know like cleared the gym. Who knows yeah. how long ago? So I was like, fuck, I'll put my guy in because it was already mm-hmm. Team Mystic. Why not? Yeah. And you know it's cool. You get to see your guy up there. You know, and plus, like, I really wanted to name him something shitty. <laughs> so that would like, be up there too uh-huh. <laughs> you know i mean I'll, of course i mean like my name my name in the game is thunderdump mm-hmm. so if anyone wants to play me on thunderdump 28 <laughs> so i guess that would have been good enough anyways but uh yeah, yeah so some fucking card speaking of my kid it was funny because there was like a bunch of bees outside uh-huh and he thought he stepped on like a nest in the ground and he's like dad i stepped on the bee hole <laughs> I'm like, what did you say? Like, yeah, he's like, that's what the, he's like. The bee holes everywhere, right? It's like it's just, you gotta watch out for the bee holes. Like, yes, yeah, so, oh god, uh, you gotta watch out for the bee hole, buddy. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like the bee hole, right? He's like, I think I saw, I think I saw a bee hole. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I hope you didn't. But uh, were you were you at Grandpa's house when you saw the bee hole? <laughs> yeah, no. He's like, he's like, he's like, there's probably bee holes everywhere, are there? I'm like, yes, yep, and A's too. So, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Well, the last thing I got, no, I got nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm catching some Pokemon as we uh, wrap this up. Oh fuck you! I still don't have a Pikachu. This is fucking shitting me. I don't either. But dude, I'm at. Uh, all right. Uh, so, max level. It's been found out. Max level is level forty. Oh, well, I'm in seventeen. So. Oh, that's good, man. I'm, I'm at fifteen. 
But uh, I ha- I've only spent like one lucky egg, but my-, my wife and I are like wandering around. We randomly picked up a magmar right outside our place. Ooh, like cool. 887 magmar, not bad. I still don't I still haven't cracked the 1000 yet. Uh I got I got a, a couple thousands. Nice, dude. Uh, I like that our other brother caught an onyx and he was like, "Oh, check it out. I found anal beads." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh man, no, no I, it's, it's it's been cool. I just like, where's where the fuck's my Pikachu, man? Our sister had three Pikachus in her house. Fucking such bullshit. Well, they just with the new update, which eliminates the three-step glitch. Yeah, uh, as as you know, uh, they they swapped up for some places what Pokemon spawn where. Okay. So if you got like the same shitty ones around your neighborhood, and you're like, fuck, I'm just seeing like a zillion Bell Sprouts. Yeah, maybe something else will spawn there now. Just saying. Well, well, the one good thing is like uh, I hatch eggs like a boss. I don't really, I don't usually get good stuff out of them, but um, I, I run a lot, and mm-hmm. so when I run now, I just turn my phone on, and every time I run, I hatch a five k egg. Nice. <laughs> so by the end of my run, it's like, ah, hey, you hatch something else. I'm like, all right, give me that fucking Pidgey. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so usually it's like every other egg is okay. Mm-hmm. What's the fire horn? Horse pony something. Ponita. Ponita. Yeah. I hatched one of those and a polywag. Anything that looks cool, I'm okay with. Yeah. But uh, you know, I fucking hatch some stupid shit too. Gotta hatch them. Oh. No. Now, really, really, I just want like more to fill up my Pokedex. I just wanna. I mean, is Wobbuffet in the first original 150? No, sorry, dude. God damn it. Yeah. All I fucking want is a Wobbuffet. I know. The, we, when they involve, when they have trading, and when they have being able to battle your friends, that's when shit's going to get real. Because yeah. I'm talking like old school marbles. Back when our, our parents played little games when they were kids, you fucking played marbles. You brought your marbles. I guess for you, it would be like pogs. Yeah. You brought your pogs, and if you beat the other guy, you get to take some of his best pogs mm-hmm. or his best marbles. That's what you need to do. You, you need to battle a friend. And it's like me versus you. And if I beat you, I get you have to force trade me a Pokemon of my choice out of your Pokedex. See, and unlike marbles, where the, where one could be like, no, and like take his and go away, which always happened, by yeah. the way, Pogs, etc. Uh, with it, when it's like a cell phone, when you have like no control of what your phone is doing, I mean, maybe unless you like rip the battery out, I don't know how you do that, or like dunk it in water and be like, ha ha. You know, there's no way you're going to stop your Pokemon from being lifted electronically. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying, no, no, you can. Like, they're going to have trades and they're going to have fighting. But I'm just saying, you need to have a gentleman's agreement that is like, all right, we fight and whoever wins, I will suggest a lopsided trade and you must carry it out. Mm. So, like, when we fight, we're basically saying, all right, I'm fighting for your Pikachu. And you're like, all right, well, I'm fucking fighting for your Charmeleon. And then whoever wins, like, ha, 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 ha. All right, I'm going to suggest a trade now, my Pidgey for your Pikachu. And since I beat you, you have to give it to me. Yeah, I don't know, man. But that's what needs to happen. That that will put the fucking battles on the line. That You know, if you lose at the gym, it doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? But if you battle friends and you're like, whoever wins gets to make a lopsided trade out of your Pokedex, <laughs> that's the real deal. That's when you're like, all right, I got to fucking bring my best guy to this battle so I don't lose. And it's like, I'm either going to walk away with something really good or fucking half dozen eggs yeah so yeah. and the other guy's like uh you ain't walking away you think you could trade me for my pikachu you ain't walking away there's gonna be a lot of people hurt hurt oh. hurt feelings eric 
Yeah, well, that's part of it, you know. And then you're like, fuck, now I gotta go back and train another one and get better and get them back. Yeah, you gotta open up your Pokedex and be like, all right, you pieces of shit. I didn't give a crap about you. I never did and I never will, but I gotta train you so I can maybe lose you to this jackass. Yeah. I'll fucking make a Beedrill army. <laughs> a Beedrill. <laughs> yeah. Man, man, no, bee- <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I gotta Beedrill you in the Bee Hole. Yeah. Just saying. Well, it's funny now because now that my kid is hooked on the game, now we're watching the original series. I think it's, yeah. it's retitled like Pokemon Indigo League now or something, the original episode. Yeah. And so every time we watch it now, he's like, oh, shit, a Redditta. Oh, fuck. It's the first thing you ever caught was a Caterpie. Cool. I was like, oh, shit, we catch those all the time. So it's actually more fun to go back and watch those episodes now, except for the fucking blatant cheating, Chad. <laughs> Did you know he fucking gave he gave Pikachu PEDs? Uh-huh. Fucking Brock's dad in disguise takes Ash and Pikachu to uh, a water, a dam, mm-hmm. and they fucking hook up Pikachu to electrodes, and they're like, Ash, if you fucking manually run this wheel on this dam, we will fucking spark up Pikachu and inject extra electricity into him <laughs> so you can win the match against my son, Brock. <laughs> And so Pikachu was like, Pikachu, this is probably going to hurt, but we can do this because I need you to be stronger. <laughs> and he's like, Pika! And then fucking Ash is running the fucking mill, the water dam, and it's, it's, it's in, injecting electricity into Pikachu. But he's like, Pikachu, you got to fucking take it because I need you to juice up to get tougher. <laughs> he fucking fake juices electricity into him. This is like episode five. Oh, shit. He juices him. And then the next one, and then and then Brock then loses. He's like, holy shit, how did you smoke my Onyx? Wow, you're a really good Pokemon master. You really leveled up your Pikachu. And he's like, ha-ha, I just fucking stuck him in a light socket for a while. <laughs> what a cheater. <laughs> Pikachu is a lie. He wow. hooked his, and then, and then like a, a couple episodes later, he's like getting on this other kid's case for like throwing his Sandshrew in the water so oh, yeah. it would be tougher. Mm-hmm. trying to make him fucking tougher and he and he's like yo i got the high road on this you shouldn't do that to your thing it's like you fucking hooked your pikachu up to a car <laughs> battery and fucking revved the engine dude to make him tougher like you're the worst ash yeah ash is the moral compass that's why i don't feel bad at all when like every time brock or misty make fun of his ass oh that's in fact you probably are you at a brock and misty yet or yeah yeah, people, yeah they're both in they're both yeah. in the crew now every time they make fun of ash i'm like fuck you ash yep i mean I was a huge Team Rocket fan back in the day, but I'm even more so now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want them to fucking win. But it's funny because it's like, they definitely, Team Rocket gives off some interesting vibes because they're just like, they spent like an episode just taking down the wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, that, those, James is like, those clothes are from like a hundred years ago. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm getting some new insight into these characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they're so they're so good. No, it's so it's so funny watching them as an adult now. But it, what's what's kind of crappy is like those are the only good ones. Season one is the only good season. It's all shit after season one. They did like so many interesting things. And then after that, it's just like, well, we got to this new town. Hey, there's this trainer with a problem. Looks like yeah. Ash and Pikachu are gonna save the day. Yeah, it's like the Incredible I mean, Fucking Hulk, the TV show. Yeah. After playing this game for like three, four weeks now, it is fun to watch the cartoon and see all those shitty fucking ones we've been catching all the time. It's like, oh shit, there's a whole <laughs> army of Spearows flying after us. Oh, I, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then when they do the po- Pokey Rap, it's like every fucking thing I've been catching. So, yep. 
back in the day, I was like, who fucking cares what a slowpoke is? And now I'm like, oh, I got one yesterday. Yeah, Yay. baby. Fun, fun, yeah. Fun, fun fact about the poker rap. Those yeah. guys got paid like 50 bucks. Oh, well, I mean, the, it sounded like it. The, the guy who wrote it, basically, yeah. like, like all the voice actors, all, everybody who worked on it, minus the producers, got fucked over. And they're like, well, look... Okay, like we know this is just like a, a, like a buyout where they're gonna pay us like nothing and make all the money, but we need to work, so let's just do it. And then it turned out to be the most fucking popular TV show of all time, and they all got boned. Mm. Well, uh, I was trying to think what I was gonna say about that rap. Oh yeah, did you hear the parody rap of the pokey rap that? Yes, uh, it's either, ninja, <laughs> either ninja sex party or like one of their one of those tag guys. Teams. Partnerships or with uh, what else so they fucking do? Who does Ninja Sex Party go? Oh, Tupperware go with Remix Party. You no, know, I think it was someone else that they did it with. Whenever they do their, they did the fucking Mario album. Oh, with um, what's his name? I can only think of his real name. I'm trying to think of his. <laughs> this is his fake name. Anyway, the Game Grumps. Star Bomb. Yes, Star Bomb. I think it might have been with Star Bomb. Yeah. Yeah, like go fucking listen to their Poke Rap because it's so good. Yeah, dude, Pokemon, Pokemon Go Rap. There's also like out of the out of the hundreds of parodies, there's a uh, Pokemon Go theme song by oh man, I don't have my I don't have my window open. I'll, I'll post it over on Facebook, but I think it's like it's like Screen Team does it, and one it's like one of them is just like this professional dude, and the other one is like this really smoking hot professional cosplay uh, chick. Yeah. And together they do these really funny parodies. Theirs is amazing. They, they parody okay. the intro from the TV show. It's gold. Nice, dude. All right. Well, I got to go because there's probably some fucking bat Pokemon out right now. Yeah, fucking A, dude. It's getting harder to catch them, too. Everybody's been noticing that. Oh, yeah. Everything breaks out of the fucking balls now. Like, I fucking catch fucking bell sprouts, man, and they give me the finger and leave after one attempt. Yep. Like, I've, suck it. I've, I've like, stopped. What? I I've, I have like three Pokeballs and 60 Great Balls. But as I learned today, because I was trying to catch a Growlithe, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, a Growlithe. Yeah, I need this. Okay, Barry. Okay, Great Ball. And he got out of it. And I was like, okay, Barry, Great Ball. Same fucking thing. I was like, well, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Threw like three Pokeballs, and the third one caught him. I was like, yeah. well, it doesn't matter for shit, huh? I threw like 10 Great Balls out of 500 Venomoth. <sighs> and then I caught it, and then I was just like... Has a pretty high price for the fucking candy I just ground you into. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, it because it's gotten a little harder. That makes me kind of feel like, well, if they're making it harder to get regular ones, that means you have to spend more balls. And if you have to spend more balls, then they're kind of pushing toward people toward, towards the microtransactions a little harder. Nah, not gonna happen. My job is a Pokestop, so I just load up every day. Yeah, I can actually swipe a Pokestop from where I'm recording right now at our nice. kitchen table. Yeah, That's living in the city. That's cool. All right, well, I gotta go catch them all. All right, bye. So, jump now, engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall. Fatality.